Hello, welcome to Mindful Emory. I am here to share with you the benefits of meditation and living a mindful life. Together, we will explore simple techniques to bring mindfulness into your life. Thanks for joining me on this journey. Welcome back to Mindful Emory. This week, I have had the pleasure to put together an interview with Emma McFarlane. She is on this podcast to share her story intimately and honestly about her life and the choices that she's made, the choices that were made for her, going along the lines of, I have no time to choose what I chose to do. And a little bit of a warning, this episode does contain some sensitive subject matter um, and language. Uh, So just be forewarned on that. But I believe this episode is raw, intimate, honest, and can benefit you as a listener or maybe possibly someone that you know and love who have gone through a similar situation in life. So here we are and enjoy. Thank you. Oh, and one quick uh, thing is we did have a little bit of a technical difficulty at the very beginning with the recording because we were outside in the open air trying to have some fresh air. And I apologize for the first several minutes, but we did catch on and moved inside. So don't let that stop you from listening to the entire interview. We're sitting here and we want to talk about your story. And your story can be whatever you want it to be. Uh, Our theme is, I had no time to choose what I chose to do. And how that looked for you, whatever age bracket, now, in the past, I want you to talk about it. Okay. Okay. The floor is yours. Thank you. So, I love that song by Adele. I think it's really, it's very thought-provoking. Is it not? It I mean, totally is. The, so, when I first listened to that song or heard that song, it obviously brought me back to my divorce um, with uh, someone who I've been with for eight years. It brought me back to my divorce. Uh, And the interesting thing about that is I was brought to that spot in my thought process because often I would feel that he was leaving me no choice other than to disrupt our family unit because of the abuses that would happen in our life. The more I reflected on this theme, I realized that this type of decision-making out of desperation or ultimate defeat actually happened many years before that. So let's start here. Okay. I knew the day I was going to get divorced was on my birthday, December 1st, 2018. I knew that the relationship was over even though I didn't move out until a year later, almost. Um, And the reason it I knew in that moment is because, and I mean, this might get graphic, so I hope your listeners are okay, but on my birthday, we went to Festival of Trees, which you're familiar, is huge in Salt Lake around Christmas time, and we had a pleasant dinner uh, at uh, Joe's Crab Shack right around the corner from there, and my husband at the time proceeded to tell me 
that the reason he didn't want to have sex with me was because of my career, because I was moving away from him, and because he wasn't the center of my universe, but that he decided that he's going to try and do that now. So, was he jealous of your career? Absolutely. Okay. So, backing up even further. So, that's the moment I knew that it was over because of how asinine that sounds. Mm -hmm. The other thing that happened later that night, it obviously set me to tears. I was just, it, it was the worst birthday ever. I was obviously very upset. We got back to the house and I was crying and crying and he, I felt coerced into being intimate with him because I was crying and he was like, oh, okay, we'll do this and then she'll be better. I woke up the next morning on December 2nd feeling like I had been raped because I was just manipulated emotionally that things were going to get better and I just wanted to keep the peace and I wanted my husband and so even though I was so upset with him, he wanted to be intimate and so I'm like, I guess I've got to do this then for my marriage. Okay, so that was the moment that I knew that my marriage was over for me. I knew that I was going to have to make a decision. And so in light with Adele's lyric that has been so moving to everyone, I, I guess I feel compelled to talk about what led up to that. So when I met my ex-husband, I was living in West Valley. I didn't have a car. I had a very young son. I was cleaning homes and barely making ends meet. Barely making ends meet. I used to have a car, but my son's dad stole it from me and sold it. So um, we were in a sticky spot in West Valley, riding the bus and everything. When I met my husband, it was just magical. I mean, this man was here to, you know, be with me, take on the challenges of life, and it was just wonderful, and we were married within the year. As soon as we got married, things started to change dramatically. Uh, he is really into finances and being responsible with your finances, which on the surface looks really great, right? Everybody wants that. Right. But in application of it, what it essentially meant was that I didn't have any control of my finances. So we spent a lot of time paying off his debt. And my son and I had a hard time getting anything. I mean, I would work and my whole paycheck would go to him to manage. That I mean, that's how we did things. So that's the first sign of control manipulation was that. Correct. Correct. So fast forwarding, there was there was a lot of problems with um, his family didn't really accept me, his friends really didn't accept me, and I felt multiple times that his life didn't have any room for me. I didn't have a voice anywhere in his life. He was involved in softball leagues. He's involved with um, you know community support groups. His family was really demanding of his time. Um, his finances, that's something he was obsessed with. And my son and I were just kind of left there to be a workhorse. 
and just to kind of accept it. And in efforts to try and appease my husband, try and be a good wife, try to make a marriage, I noticed that even before this traumatic event that happened on my birthday, I was doing a lot of things before then to make him happy that didn't really serve me and my son at all. So if we back up a little bit, where you you were in a, a bad situation with your son's father. Yeah. Life wasn't good. He stole your car. He stole it. I mean, yeah. he stole it. He sold it. Sorry. Mm-hmm. And then this person comes along like a knight in shining armor on a white horse, and you feel like, oh, there's yes. a solution to my problems. Perhaps so. Right? And so if we... I'm trying to tie all this back into kind of a theme, right? Where we had no time to choose what we chose to do. It just seemed magical, like you said. Yes. You didn't think twice about it. You just went with it. Correct. And then when the reality set in, that's when you're like, oh, shoot. Yes. Things are being done in my life that I have no control over, or you've given control over to somebody else. Yes. And maybe you feel like, looking back now, you're like, I didn't have a choice in that matter. No. Well, not... I. Everyone always has a choice. Right. But my motivation... And perhaps that's being young and naive, but my motivation was definitely having a strong marriage and my own insecurities from my life experience set me up to be really passive on some of these major events. Mm -hmm. But it's not just that that made me feel like, it's not that event of getting with him and marrying him that made me feel like I had no time to make a choice. Okay. What it was actually, is when I started flourishing, when I started in real estate. When you stepped into your own power. Correct. That was the most tumultuous time in my marriage, for sure, is when I go from a little housekeeper, from being fired from a job, from being laid off from a job, into a career that actually makes sense for my personality type, that being real estate and being a realtor, to just exploding. So all of a sudden, I have finances. I am successful. I do have opportunities. I'm traveling. I'm, you know, getting my name out there. I'm doing all of these things. And that's when I feel like the mental and emotional abuse started getting really great. Really just, just out of That's when it escalated. Absolutely. So all of these things were present before, but I feel like Like I said, on my birthday in 2018, that was the time I knew that my marriage was over for sure. But I think about the woman I was before I was successful. And then how I moved into real estate and found success very quickly. And my marriage tanked. It's really difficult because I was put in a position to have to choose. Mm Mm-hmm. Because I go to work and work is really stressful. And then I come home and my home's a war zone. So like everywhere, it's like I couldn't even enjoy the fruits of my labor because my marriage was falling apart. I was torn apart by my team leaders at work. I was grinding. I was pushing. I was working all of these hours. And then I would get no reprieve because I'd come home to a husband who would be mad at the hours I was working, would be mad at my son for leaving his socks out, would be mad that he's making dinner again, would be mad at all of these things, just ready to punish me. 
So it was a weird situation where out there I was experiencing so much success and opportunity. Mm -hmm. And yet it was simultaneously destroying my family life at the same time. And so it's almost like I couldn't enjoy the fruits of my labor. I couldn't enjoy coming out into the world. I couldn't enjoy what was happening around me, the abundance, because I had this poison in my life yeah. in the form of a human and a husband. And during that time, it... Like I said, I feel like that relationship, as much as I wanted it and as much as I craved positivity from it and I craved this intimate connection, it was just like I was I was forced to move on because I was dying inside. Yeah. I was dying inside. And that broke my heart because it was the last thing I wanted. But it probably doesn't seem like any of that now. Probably doesn't seem like that's the case at this point. And that's how I feel. That's how I feel is because, you know, the the narrative has always been, oh, Emma cares more about her career. Emma cares more about this than she does her family. So is that you looking back and thinking that way? Or is it when it was happening, were you thinking that way? I think this is something that he expressed to several people in our circle. Okay. While it was happening. Mm-hmm. Not understanding that. I'm com I come from a housekeeper background. Mm -hmm. The abundance of everything can change our entire family's life, being in real estate and finding success. Right. Do you feel that when it was happening that maybe you were trying to put him and your son first up to so you could be their provider? Or what were you, what were you feeling at that time? I felt during the time that that was happening that I could change the future for my son. First and foremost, okay. the future of my son. Also, the future for my husband and I. Um, so I did feel those things. But also, on a personal level, I have been on the struggle bus my entire life. This was the first time that I was actually experiencing positive things financially, emotionally, mentally, feeling successful, feeling self-esteem about myself, just in all things. And so... The, that's what was going through my mind is I'm like, wow, what a win-win. So watching my family deteriorate was very heartbreaking because it was everything against what I wanted. I thought that finally we got the peace mm -hmm. of experiencing abundance financially and career-wise. I finally felt like we hit that point. And it just, my family just disintegrated. So the financial blessings didn't coincide with I guess you call it the love blessings no it didn't yeah and it's looking looking back on that time now I can say respectively that that's not mine to own that the love and the financials didn't line up that was something that he was really insecure about as a knight in shining armor running through, all of a sudden I am becoming more independent and don't need him anymore. Yeah. Instead of growing and changing along with me. Mm -hmm. Again, being like my hand was forced eventually. Yeah, because as we stand in our own power, people can either stand in that power with us and support us, or they can look at us with jealousy and ridicule. 
So many people from the outside of our situation, as I talk to loved ones and talk to friends, they would immediately go to jealousy. And I would talk to, in our fights, we would fight about this. Like, I'm like, you're just jealous. Like, why can't you just accept this? And no, no, no. But I was so blinded by love for him and wanting a family unit and all of these things that I just kept going into it until my hand was forced Mm -hmm. because of my own mental health and because of my own well-being and my own safety for my son and I. So certainly traumatic. On that day, December 1st, 2018, when you made your mind up and then December 2nd, we know the feelings that you had. Tell us what happened after that. So what what happened after that is I actually joined a different real estate team uh, and I hired a business coach. So I had hired a business coach previously, but we were just barely getting into it. And she wanted me to go to New Orleans uh, for a conference, a real estate conference. And then she also wanted to have me go to a Tony Robbins conference. So I went to those and fought with my husband the whole time because I was gone. I couldn't even focus on what I needed to do. Uh, after the Tony Robbins seminar, um, I came home and my husband had this great idea that we were going to try to have sex every day for 30 days. Now it's going to fix our relationship, right? Okay. So I was like, great. You know what I mean? Like we've been so disconnected on so many levels. Like I missed you, whatever. Um, we made it 12 days until the fighting started happening again. He was so jealous that I went to the Tony Robbins seminar So I paid for us to go to the Tony Robbins seminar to try and help him feel like he was involved in the opportunities that were, you know, given to me, presented to me. We fought the entire time. Um, It was the most miserable trip ever. I came back after with bruises all over my body. Um, I, we physically battled each other. We threw stuff all around the hotel room And it was the most miserable trip ever in June. When I came home, I was so sad. I was so conflicted about wanting to explore my own skills and wanting to explore my own life. I was worried for my son, who at the time would just hide in his room. He would never come out. And see me when I was home, he would, you know, he'd just hide in his room because there was so much conflict. Now it's June. July, I felt like I wanted to die. And I realized that if I tried to continue fixing this or go against what I knew on my birthday, that that was going to be the result. Mm-hmm. Is that was going to be the only way out. You're, is, you're at the lowest of the lows? Correct. Yeah. A business associate came over to my house one day and I was just crying to her in my home office that I can't do this anymore. I can't do this anymore. I've tried everything that I can with this man and I can't do this anymore. We had one more fight and I just fleed to my dad's house after I just took my son and I never went back. And the scarring of that was so 
painful because that was nothing that I wanted. Mm -hmm. But I knew at the end of the day, I was going to die in that situation, literally. Whether I killed myself, um, whether he and I fought so hard, either we would beat each other up so much an accident would happen, um, I knew that I was going to die and that it's over. And um, and so that's what that Adele song brought me to initially. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We... It's great that, um, wow, there's a lot that we can unfold here, but I know <laughs> what I, what I want to say is that, um, as we look back, right, mm-hmm. we don't look back with remorse and we don't look back with regret. Um, when we live a mindful life, what mm-hmm. we look back with is that's a lesson that I learned. Yes. And that today I'm a better person for it. Absolutely. This is my personal motto in life is that the only person I ever want to try to be better than is myself that I was yesterday. Absolutely. I'm better today than I was yesterday. And how do we do that, right? Mm-hmm. And how we do that is we stand in our power, which is what you did, right? Yes. It's painful sometimes because we have people around us that don't agree with our power. Yes. But guess what? That's not theirs to own. Correct. Our power is us. And this is the fun part about all of it. Because since that time, since I moved out in 2019, I feel like on the personal front of expressing myself, I've made leaps and bounds. Mm -hmm. Which really, as a Sagittarius, that's all I want. Okay. Is to be free and express myself and do what I want to do. So, since that time... Uh, that I moved out. I actually changed my working situation again to make it more ideal for me. I work at home primarily so that I can um, do the things that I need to do to be the best at my job. I love my job and so I'm finally in an environment where I can really excel at the highest level of my capability currently. I love to express myself with makeup and with uh, hairstyles and with hair pieces. Um, my outfits that I wear. I love social media stuff. And these were all the things that were conflicting before. So it's almost like looking back, it's very clear that this was a lesson to me to never dim my light again. This was a hindrance. Yes. This individual was a hindrance. And I'm grateful that this happened to me because I'll never get in a situation like that again. A hundred percent acceptance of people that are around in my world. Um, so I know that people always have choices, but like I said, I feel like in that moment, my, my hand had been forced. There was no more reconciliation as much as it broke my heart. But today in my life, I feel extremely empowered. Which, Goes along with your social media. <laughs> and then empowered. There you go. Follow yeah. me on socials. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And that, to me, is, you know, what this whole theme is about mm-hmm. is, yeah, there was times in our lives that we didn't really have a choice. We did the best we could. Yes. And as we, like I said, we look back, we give credit where credit is due. Because now we know who we are and we can live centered and we can live more balanced and whatever that looks like for you, which is creativity and expressing yourself. Yes. And when now when something something or someone comes along, you can comfortably say no because you're saying yes to yourself. Correct. And yes, and just to reiterate and just kind of double down on that thought is 
even so I talk about my career and the success I've had in my career and how that was really important to me and really fulfilling because of that relationship and rejection on so many levels just of who I am as a person and then removing myself from that I've discovered that my career is only one side of me what's most important in my values is being able to say how I feel without worrying about the repercussions of that that's your power correct yes in expressing myself. So it's not even being good at real estate. It's not even being able to make money. It's not even those things. I'm living in my truth when I'm not trapped or hindered by my environment to be myself. And with that, I want to know when you wake up in the morning, how do you keep yourself there? What are you doing to keep Emma as Emma? Okay. So mornings are not my strong point. They're not my strong point, so let's just okay. throw well, that out. What are you doing during your day? Yeah, let's talk, we'll, we'll talk about morning. <laughs> so, what, so we'll talk about the morning. So what I do in the morning is I wake up, I instantly go get in the shower, and then I brush my teeth. After that, I sit on my bed for 10 minutes, and I try to think about nothing. Okay. So I'm not very strong on meditation. But that is a meditation. It, but it is. There's right? many forms of meditation. Right. Yeah. Okay. So this is where I'm at. I sit on my bed on, um, right by my nightstand and I just hang my feet off and I just kind of sit there and close my eyes. And, and it's usually about 10 minutes, 15 minutes until I feel ready. Then I do my affirmations right away. I have a little card book that I flip through and do my affirmations and I do that three or four times. Um, and then I move right into my morning routine, which is taking care of my son. I don't even think about work until my son is all set up and off to school. Well, for someone that's not a morning person, that is a great morning routine. That's what I'm because saying. Because what are you doing? You're setting the tone for your day. Yes. And and I don't think it has to be complicated. It's, it shouldn't be complicated. No. That's what I can execute. That's what I can execute. After, and this might be interesting to some of your listeners, but in Utah, a lot of people get seasonal depression. So what I've been doing lately in these colder months and kind of dreary months is after I get my son off to school, I go down to my kitchen, pour a cup of coffee, and I turn on my circadian light, and I do the same thing. Do you know what a circadian light is? Yes. Yes. That's awesome. Okay, so I turn on my circadian, circadian light for about 20 minutes, and I read, or I drink coffee, and again, I might read a book, mm-hmm. or I might just sit there again and just try to like zone everything out. That is meditation. Yes. So then after I do that, after I do that in my morning, then I can go jam on my day. Yeah. But I think what's even more important okay. is for me, not being a morning person, is my night routine. What's that? So my night routine, um, so I go to bed about 9.30, so on a good day. Sometimes mm-hmm. as night owls will know, that is challenging, but... I go to bed at 9.30, so at about 8.15, I start the routine. So I maybe clean up everything in the house. If for some reason I didn't make my bed that morning, I make it. I turn, I light candles everywhere. Let Turn down the lights, make sure everything's calm. I'll do a foot bath while I'm like watching something like Squid Game or something. Okay. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'll do a foot bath. And then when I get into bed, I write down... Three things I'm grateful for. Well, no. First, I write three things that frustrated me that I want to revisit. 
and three things that I'm grateful for. And then I wash my face, I do my skincare routine, and then I actually turn on, a, have you heard of sleep stories? No. Okay, I turn on a sleep story and then just like settle into bed. And for me, that feels more important mm -hmm. because sleep is extremely crucial for my well-being. So you're preparing your body and your mind to go to sleep. Yes, for about, yeah, for about an hour and 15 minutes before mm -hmm. I even hit And not everybody has that luxury, right? And not everybody has that routine. But I applaud you for that you have a morning routine, even though you're not a morning person, and that you have an evening routine. Because we don't give ourselves enough credit. We don't give ourselves enough love. Right. And what you've been through mm -hmm. in your life, 100% you deserve that right now. Right? Thank you. And... Something that I encourage everyone is we are our harshest critics. And if we can turn around that inner voice, life changes for us. Mm -hmm. um, I'm guilty of it. I talk to myself out loud and I tell myself I love you. I love that. And it has made a world of difference. I love that. That's so funny you say that because I do the same thing because I work from home. Right. So I might be meandering through the house. I have found, I actually find a lot of comfort in my own voice, even just talking about anything. Mm -hmm. Just being like, okay, this is what you got to do, Emma, or keep moving, Emma, on to the next thing, or like, you're doing great, Emma, or I love you, you know what I mean? Awesome. And just like, hearing your own voice give you compliments and all of that really speaking out loud to you, it's not crazy. It's not. That makes sense to me. But you can ask anybody that knows me, I will break out in song. All the time. I love that. I will sing. I don't care who it is. And then that, to me, is like my love language for myself, mm -hmm. right? So, I love that. But it's also a love language for the people that are around me because I, I'm not in, I have no inhibitions when I want to sing if I'm comfortable around you. Right, right. So, yeah. I hope someone, your listeners, can get a message on that. Um, that Adele song is really, it's really impactful, it's really impactful. Like I said, initially, I thought about uh, my relationship with my husband. But I thought about um, other situations, too, where I felt like I had no choice. And it all has to do with abuse, actually. For in you. In my experience. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. In my experience. Um, one other uh, experience that came to mind when you and I talked about this initially was... When I ran away from home when I was 17. Mm -hmm. So I've had a fun one. I've yeah. had a fun go. But you made that choice, right? But possibly external forces drove you to the that. Theme, the theme for me, I have had to flee environments to save my own well-being. And it's people that were supposed to care for me. Mm -hmm. Environments that were supposed to be safe. So sometimes I feel like people can get in the habit of taking too much feedback, reflecting on too much criticism. Mm -hmm. And I feel like part of living a mindful life is understanding when stuff doesn't fit. Yes. You know what I mean? Exactly. For you. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Right? You get that feeling, you get that spidey sense of this isn't right, this right. is not for me. Correct. And so what I have learned to do after many hard lessons is taking feedback, you know, understanding when I'm wrong, um, taking advice 
from people understand being very honest and self-aware and being like, you know, I messed up in this situation. I messed up in this situation. But really where my power comes, I feel like in my mindful well-being is understanding when that's bullshit. Okay. Yes. Do you get what I mean? Yes. All the criticism, all the stuff. People are always like, be humble, take criticism. That's how you're going to grow. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I feel like that people actually need to believe in themselves and their own decision making regardless of right. what other people say. Yeah. And I think that people in this world today cater to other people's opinions. Correct. Or they don't want to, they want to tread lightly around certain people and they don't want to hurt anybody. But if we are adults and we can just clearly talk about whatever's going on yes. in an adult manner, yes. nobody gets offended, but there's an understanding at the end of it all. Yes. And so yeah, I do call, I can call that too, like where I can mm -hmm. call your bullshit. But at the same time, it's like, where do I own it? And do I, and like with you, where I'm like, peace out, I'm done. I'm no longer part of this conversation. Correct. And for me, that's healthy. Yes. And so... So I felt pain about that because I've, you know, I've gone into these situations being like, okay, I said this mean thing to this person or this is how I behaved in this person. So with this person or this is how I handled a situation and it went poorly. And so I've led my life from a place of low self-esteem for so long of being like, I'm the one that messed up and I'm the one that needs to fix this. And I, and so I've made decisions where I feel like there was nothing else I can do but leave or or shut it down or, you know, before. Does that make sense? Like it totally some, does. Yes. And so really coming into a mindful existence is understanding that my voice matters and sometimes there is no resolution. And that's the resolution. Correct. We obsess about the could have, should have, and mm -hmm. what, what, what did I do? What did I say? Maybe I shouldn't have done that. But what we're doing is we're not, we're living in the past and we're reliving that. And the other person has probably already forgotten about it. True. And, but we're beating ourselves up for our own actions that we should have done something or we could have done that instead of being like, you know what? It is what it is. And today is today. And I'm going to go get some coffee. And, and we're good. moving forward. Yeah. And I think sometimes with the self-improvement arena, that we've got today in 2021. Yeah. I feel like sometimes it's very important to not fall down the trap of just being like, oh, I mess up here. and Oh, this book says I should do this and I should really try. Mm -hmm. I feel like a lot of times people should, and maybe this is what meditation's all about, I'm still learning, mm -hmm. is really blocking out all of these other opinions and really getting centered in yourself to understand what's right with you. And by the grace of God, I've been able to do that because I was not in situations where I felt like I had a choice. Mm -hmm. I've had to flee. I've had to run. I've had to cut off my hand right. to save my life. And there are certainly circumstances in life where that is necessary. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, but, it, but, but it's made me who I am today. It, it is. And to keep going with that, there is a belief in Taoism where I am me and you are you, but we are also one together. Mm -hmm. um, and so instead of blocking stuff out, we accept that all is one mm -hmm. and that dark is light and light is dark, if that makes sense. Like, yes. That's what makes the world go around, right? Absolutely. And when we, we can find peace in that, mm -hmm. 
that's where we are when we are living a mindful life and a present life. Yes. And there are certainly times in life where we just need to block stuff out or cut people off, right? Mm-hmm. But to know that it's okay and that we accept it. Absolutely. And with that, I mean, because we've talked a lot about my ex-husband mm-hmm. today. So in my pre- in my present state right now. Yeah. With all the anger and hurt that I've experienced with this man, I can confidently feel today that I want him to be happy, and that's the end of it. That's the end of him and what I think about him. When I think about me, that's the world of abundance. That's the place to explore, right? That's the place to get excited about. And so I feel a lot of peace when I think about that situation in the sense that it's not a part of me anymore. I'm me, Mm -hmm. no matter what, my marital status, right? Right. And so I'm grateful for those lessons because now I understand like, wow, I've got a lot to offer. And I was in an environment that just kind of hindered me so good luck to you it was a bad matchup but now that I'm on my own again it I'm kind of back to living in my alignment did good. that make sense it am totally I being makes articulate sense. Okay. you are very be- articulate okay. and when we are in our alignment when we are standing mm-hmm. in our power that is when universe delivers for you the right circumstances and the right people every day that I live that way I feel less and less aggressive emotions, painful emotions to my past because every day I live this way, I grab lessons from that time. Good for you. It's like there's a metaphor of um, Go for it. <laughs> water hitting the, the rocks in the river gradually smooths them out. Yes. That is what life does for us. If we can take the waves as they come smoothly mm-hmm. and Accept them for what they are, with no blame, with no shame, with no anger, Mm -hmm. we smooth out. Yes. Part of the forgiveness or acceptance for another human, that's something that I am learning to give myself for those situations. Because every time I've had to make a choice, before having enough time to make a choice, the guilt... And that's what I felt in Adele's mm. song is she's feeling this guilt. Go easy on me. I just was doing my best and like there's pain there, you know. Mm-hmm. And every time I've had to do something like that, I thought if only I was this way, I'd be able to handle it. If only I was this way, I'd be able to do these things. Right. Right. But, like, yes. That is the beautiful concept because where we are today in our and I want to call it like our mature state of who we are. Mm-hmm. We look back at the person that we used to be. We did the best we could. Yes. But if we could go back and experience that from our current maturity, oh, how much easier would life yes. be? And that's what I was going to say. So it's so soon as I get peace and acceptance with this individual that helped create an environment that was really hard to manage. I'm also finding that I can give peace and acceptance to myself and understanding that I was only doing what I was capable of doing at the time. You know what that is? What? Living in a mindful life. Yeah. So that's what it is. That's why I'm here. Yes. And I'm so proud that you find those moments in your life that you can look back on without pain, without sorrow, Mm -hmm. because now you have grown through Mm -hmm. it. 
and with your daily affirmations and your daily pauses and your night and your mornings, that's how you've gotten to where you are. Yes. And it will, and the other thing too, it would be naive of me or not naive. It would be dishonest of me to say that I don't have moments where I still feel anger because some things are still manifesting as a result of that relationship. We talked briefly about this yeah. before. So there are some things that are still manifesting as a result of that relationship. However, if when I stay in my routines, when I stay in my mindfulness, I don't need to go back and attack every time there's a wave of stuff coming mm-hmm. over. I can just be like, I'm grateful for what I know now. I'm grateful you are gone. And like I say, like being mindful and exploring myself is more beautiful than putting effort into that now. And that's okay. And why would you want to put negative energy out there about something that happened in the past, right? Right. Because that wears us down. Correct. And honestly, it would not be a good example to my son who's Mm -hmm. going to be 12 he needs me to be mindful to help him be mindful. So, you know, we're, we're in preteen stage with all that angst. You know, he has pain from that divorce as well. And, uh, but I find that if I am staying on track with my son, he falls right in line too. Mm-hmm. But life is suffering. It is. Life is. You hit it, the nail on the head. Life is suffering. But how we approach that suffering is how we live our life. Correct. And you can be in misery or you can be in peace. Correct. And I like to pride myself on being one of the most resilient people that you may know. I got more stories where that came from. Good. Well, I can't wait to hear more stories. Thanks for listening to Mindful Emery. Don't forget to rate, review, and follow wherever you listen. And follow me on social media at Mindful Emery for Facebook and Instagram, as well as my website, mindfulemory.com. <laughs>